This is a Vision Australia radio podcast. We've recently had Stroke Awareness Day. Just a little bit more about it. We've got from Monash University, Professor Dominique Cadillac. Dominique, if I may call you that, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure to talk to you today about World Stroke Day, where we're having a focus on preventing stroke and also raising awareness about the signs of stroke. Now, I believe quite a high percentage of strokes can be uh, prevented. Absolutely. We have found that lifestyle factors such as smoking, drinking excess alcohol, inactivity, poor diet can all influence the risk of having a stroke. But these are things that we can manage and modify ourselves and also um, making sure we have low blood pressure, low cholesterol, managing our diabetes. These are all things that through medication or lifestyle changes can help reduce our risk as in of as individuals in having a stroke. Is it ever too late to start to kind of uh, do the right thing? It's never too late to start. (laughs) doesn't matter what age you are. If you give up smoking, the benefits start to happen, you know, within several years of doing that. You know, I think within the first year you get your taste buds back and things, but from a cardiovascular point of view, uh, you know, the the effects can start to have an impact straight away. Same with lowering blood pressure, getting your cholesterol down. These are things that they take a little bit of effort, but with support of your health professionals, friends, joining a gym, doing things that will help motivate you, which is really important because sometimes these lifestyle changes are, are difficult to maintain. You know, it's it's within our own powers to be able to reduce our risk of stroke. What about as far as uh, kind of warning signs? Uh, generally speaking, do we get a warning sign that we may be, uh, you know, about to have a stroke or could have a stroke or are there um, things that uh, we can kind of look out for? Absolutely. Warning signs of stroke include sudden headache, numbness or tingling uh, in one side of the body, all of a sudden being unable to speak or think clearly or understand what people are saying to you. These could all be signs that you're having a stroke. And the thing to do is act fast. It's to call an ambulance. Do not hesitate. The ambulance personnel that take your call have a special program that they run through to ask you specific questions to determine whether or not you're you're having a stroke and whether you need urgent transfer to a hospital. So it's always best to err on the side of caution, seek help if you need it. Every minute saved in getting treated for a stroke event will save a day a healthy life. And this is a really important message for people who hesitate in seeking treatment when they need it for acute events like that. So is that because uh, the damage that is done then is harder to either uh, repair or, or takes longer to repair? It's harder to reverse any damage that's happening or starting to happen when you get a blockage in the brain of a, uh, an artery or if an artery bursts in the brain. You talked about it being World Stroke Day. What about uh, sort of Australia compared to other countries, either in terms of um, the way we prevent slash manage strokes or treat people who have had strokes compared to other countries? Yeah, I think we're very fortunate in Australia that we have access to good food, clean water. We don't have 
you know, impacts to air pollution that can 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 influence stroke rates in other like low resource settings or, or, or places that have high air pollution environmental factors. I think where we do poorly, and it's something that we really need to have focused attention on, is that our systems of care for stroke are not always ideal. And the care in hospital can be quite different between hospital A and hospital B. So much so that even overall as a country, we can be slow at delivering treatment, which is different to America or in the United Kingdom. So as a nation, through the Stroke Society of Australasia and the Australian Stroke Coalition and my work as the data custodian for the Australian Stroke Clinical Registry, we are getting together to set national targets so that as a whole country, we really work hard with our hospitals, clinicians, paramedic, ambulance teams to ensure that it doesn't matter where you go, if you've had a stroke, you will get best care and really timely care so that your chances of um, dying after a stroke or being disabled is reduced. It seems kind of common sense that there'd be a uniform approach, particularly in one country. There's a myriad of reasons why there are problems in our health system. And we we have protocols in place. We have um, issues where we don't have specialists that work in every hospital. So many of the, the states have now been setting up telemedicine services where a neurologist can be contacted at any time of the day to work through a diagnosis with people in a regional uh, or rural uh, hospital setting to determine what the best options are for that patient that's having a stroke depending on their diagnosis. And how's that coming along? These are all terrific things that are happening, but we still need to do more as as a community and as a health professional body in overcoming variance between the quality of care in hospital. Because I guess, you know, without being too, pardon the pun, clinical about it, I mean, it, it's a, a financial consideration as well. The longer someone is in hospital, the uh, more care, if you like, they need after a stroke, uh, the more costly it can be. Absolutely. There are a lot of downstream costs that need to be considered. I think we do have a, a bit of a fragmented health system, acute Hospitals are paid for and funded by state government, whereas other aspects of long-term community care and rehabilitation are covered by um, federal government. And I think, you know, there can be slippage there between systems of care that really should offer value in terms of from the moment someone contacts an ambulance service right through to their ongoing care in the community. And sometimes because of different reasons, uh, including resource availability or shifting of responsibilities between providers, it's not always an ideal pathway for people. Dominic, given the fact that time is such a critical essence in this situation, what about people that don't live sort of in the uh, city or metropolitan areas of Australia? Well, this is what I'm highlighting, that we have in the last 10 years come a long way in establishing acute telestroke services whereby a hospital that signed up to one of these programs can contact a telemedicine program to get support for clinical decision making including diagnosis and treatment and in terms of having the politicians here do you think they're kind of uh, on board because you know there are you know sort of a snapshot of the population they would know someone or indeed themselves could have uh, been at risk of a stroke so that kind of is a a way of getting an empathetic ear that's true we are working 
through our Australian Stroke Coalition, which is the Stroke Foundation, the Stroke Society of Australasia. I'm the vice president of that in working closely with government and uh, politicians to raise awareness and, and support the action plan for stroke that we've come up with as a nation to ensure that we have services that are properly supported, funded and deliver best quality care. And in turn, that will lead to fewer people being disabled or dying unnecessarily because of a stroke. Dominic, if I may just take up a couple more minutes of your time. I've been doing this program for quite some time and occasionally, perhaps too often in a sense, I might speak to someone who might have had a stroke at a very young age. You wouldn't associate their age with someone having a stroke. Uh, is that kind of just bad luck? A lot of those sort of things maybe aren't as preventable as a stroke in, in later age? Stroke can happen at any any age. Stroke can happen in utero, okay? A, a pregnant woman, can, her baby can have a stroke. I don't want to alarm people. They're rare. But young people more and more, especially because of our lifestyle risk factors, uh, you know, overweight, increasing diabetes, smoking or vaping, um, use of alcohol or recreational drugs, all of those things contribute to younger people having stroke events. Sometimes... It can be because of a mixture of medications they're on or, you know, because they have problems with their heart that have been undetected and untreated. So there can be a whole myriad of reasons why young people get stroke. One in four under the age of 50. So we really, you know, that's a large portion of people. If we've got 40,000 Australians each year having a stroke, that's 10,000 young people of working age who may have young families that are experiencing stroke. So I'm really proud to be part of a new program by the Flory Institute, uh, working in collaboration with, with Monash and others and the Stroke Foundation to offer the first virtual young stroke service for uh, people out in the community who may have experienced stroke, be a young person and feel lost in the system. And and they can, if they're in Victoria or South Australia, this is where we're starting the pilot program, they can get a referral from their GP to uh, the Young Stroke Service. So details about that, there's a website and um, through the Flory Institute of Neuroscience and Mental Health, there are more details about that. Dominic, I might contact you off list and uh, see if we can get a website that we'll put that up on our Facebook page. Very happy for you to do that and for whatever other um, information you might need, like the Stroke Line. So the Stroke Foundation offers a helpline for people who are struggling after their stroke or want to know more information. They also have a number of programs that may help people to live well after stroke or, in fact, um help them navigate more through the the myriad of services and things out in the community where they're feeling a bit lost and not sure where to get support and direction after their stroke. We'll contact you and get those information from you and then put that up on our Facebook page. Dominique, keep up the good work and thanks so much for spending a bit of time with us. Thank you for, for listening and for covering up all these really important topics. Professor Dominique Cadillac there from the uh, Monash University since about uh, Stroke Awareness and World Stroke Day held uh, last week, but a message that's relevant all year round. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio. Blindness. Low vision. Opportunity.